This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, everybody? Ricky Widmer here, along with not the Mark Webber this week, but I'm with Sean Anderson. Still dub the means. Still dub that means. You gotta always dub them means. Gotta on dub the, the onside kick. And we are here bringing you the best football news like we do each and every week. Usually it's me and Mark this week. Like I said, it is me and Sean. Because Mark's got a job. Well, <laughs> Mark's got a job. He's like, man, I can't come in this week. Whatever. And of course, of course, the first two people I usually contact about doing the onside kick is Sean. And Brandon, but Brandon wouldn't be able to do the onside kick when we are recording, so that's why Brandon is not with us. I'm the homeless kid that you guys just bring in. Like I'm always, I'm always <laughs> available. He, I have Sean, a pretty loose Sean's schedule. Sean's always hanging around the studio where it's like, uh, "Hey, Sean, you doing anything? No, well, come, 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 record some, mm-hmm. okay." And then Sean just follows us in. But uh, yep. how, are you, how are you doing today, bud? I'm hungry. Are you starving? Are you? I don't know what to get, especially for the for game one of the World Series. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to get. I'm gonna eat. Homemade chili tonight. That that sounds really nice. Like there's soup that's out there because I mean, come on. Like it's it's a kind of a cold night where we are in Chicago. Pizza. Yeah, but I had you, pizza recently. Ah, uh, okay. So like, I know, I know there's that pizza place right down the street. You like, you can go get that. No, nah, I wasn't gonna get that place. Okay. Uh, the soup from like Panera, but I don't I don't know if I want Panera because I don't I think I want something bigger than that. You see, when I get or, soup or from I might Panera, get Chipotle. it's always the bread bowl. Yeah, I would too, but you can't. Take you can't bring that bro- home. You can't bring yeah. it home. So, uh, so I'm also thinking Chipotle, just because that's the mainstay in my house. Wear your Cubs jersey today. You can get uh, buy one get one free at Chipotle. Are you serious? No, yeah, I'm dead serious. I will go home and get my Cubs yeah. jersey. Wear your Cubs jersey. You get buy one get one free tonight. I honestly think I might do that. Yeah, that, that's I have what a Cubs jersey. Do. I know you do. It says Anderson on the back. It does. Yeah, I got it for I know. ten bucks. I know. It's awesome. <laughs> but with me today, I, I I ask you how you're doing because. I, I've had this thing with my leg going on. I'm going to let the viewers in on it. Woke up today. The top of my calf has been tight and just taut and it's been pulling me all day. And I can't get it to go away. It's like Stretch I, it out. It's like a. It's like I pulled my muscle in my sleep in the top of my calf. Stretch it out. Like I got a Charlie horse, I think, while I was sleeping. Yeah, I've, I think that's happened to me before. The worst is when you're like falling in your sleep. I think I, I, I've, yeah, no, just I've never, I've never stretch had, it out. You'll I've be never fine. had that happen. I've woken up with that, like, pull the calf muscle, and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, go away, go away, just go away. Put go your away, leg up on your away. couch and stretch it out. I think I'm going to try that. I think I'm, I'm stretching out right now. Put some icy hot on it. Maybe I'll do, I mean, Shaq tells me that that's good, but Shaq just put out a new song. Did he? Yeah. After how many it's years? Awful. But uh, I, I think we've introed enough after uh, yeah, I guess. three or so minutes. We're going to be talking about a jam-packed show today. When aren't these jam-packed, Ricky? They're always jam-packed. We're going to be talking about the AFC West, if they are the best division in the NFL right mm-hmm. now. We're going to be taking a look at the MVP and who are the front runners for that award in the NFL. And then we are going to end the show with a little Los Angeles Rams talk. And uh, is it time for Jared Goff to get the start in the city of angels, but we are going to start with the AFC West. And Sean, I kind of proposed the question of: Is the AFC the best division in or best conference, best division, whatever you want? I got college football on the mind, NFL, because you've got the Raiders at five and two, the Broncos at five and two, 
the Chiefs at four and two, and then the Chargers. They're three and four, but they could be the best three and four team in the NFL. Let, let me let me talk a little bit more about w- w- what my thought process is here. Mm-hmm. So let's let's try to eliminate some some divisions. So first off, gonna gonna eliminate the AFC North. Always always competitive, but you know three teams are under five hundred. You have the Browns that are zero and seven. Browns pretty much knock you out. Surprised you didn't say the AFC South first. I'm getting there. Okay, AFC South is next. <laughs> <laughs> AFC South is so bad. Okay, the the Houston Texans are four and zero at home. But also the Houston Texans have a point differential of 37, which mm-hmm. is atrocious. It, it's it, it's utterly atrocious. 37. The Colts don't look good, even though they have a point differential of six somehow. The Colts look terrible, and they might be the best team in the AFC South. The Titans aren't a bad team. They're up and coming. Their defense isn't terrible, but still they're not a good team. And the Jaguars look plain awful. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the NFC North. I would say they're in, in running here, but the Bears knock them out. So, I mean, I, I would honestly say they're in the running, but the Bears knock them out. The Bears look awful. Uh, NFC South, the the Saints and the Bucks and the Panthers knock them out. And then the NFC West with the Rams and the Sephora Niners, they're knocked out. So what, what I'm left with is the NFC East, who every team is over 500, which would probably signal, hey, they're one of the best teams. Oh, mm-hmm. Also, I got to knock out the AFC East. I mean... Patriots are great, but the Jets just throw you out of discussion here. So it's do the it's really Jets between knock the, them out or does Ryan Fitzpatrick knock them out? Both. Uh, so really, it's it's NFC East versus the NFC West, AFC West versus the NFC East mm-hmm. for me. So so it's really about those two teams. And then I look at it. Every team in the AFC West has a p- positive point differential, where the Giants and Redskins are Redskins are at minus three and Giants are at minus eight. Well, and that's what I was going to say. If you weren't going to bring it up, I was going to ask you. What's the big difference? And they are the only division, they being the AFC West, the only division to have positive point differentials for each and every team. And that's why I say with the Chargers, yeah, they're in the cellar, but they are, to me, the best 3-4 and team in the NFL because, yes, they've had close losses. And you may say, well, Ricky, bad teams lose close games. But that's not the case with the Chargers. They are a good team. I don't know. They lost to the Saints and the Colts. They've had some shitty luck. They've had some shitty luck They've along been the way. Injured. Like a like a Hunter Henley fumble. You've had just costly turnovers here and there. Just little things that are not controlled by their man, Phillip Rivers, because he's not the one making mistakes. But they're still outscoring their opponents by 21 points this season. Yeah, I mean, th- that's the one thing is you have losses to the Colts and the Saints, which both look bad because Melvin Gordon's fumbles for the Saints pretty much lost you that game there. And then also you look at the, the loss to uh, you, you you have the loss to uh, um, tr- uh, the Colts as well mm-hmm. with the with the Henry fumble, uh, and then obviously Kansas City that was a comeback too. But Kansas City is a good team. You also lost to Oakland. That one was tight. Oakland came back on that one too. So the one thing that I look at the Chargers here is that they've been competitive in every single game, and that and that that really helps them. And they they look good out there, especially with all the injuries that they've had. When going and beating the Atlanta the way you did, you thought it was going to be like, oh, here's another comeback by Atlanta. The Chargers are going to blow another lead. They look good. Denver. Same thing almost happened there as well, where C.J. Anderson, if there wasn't a holding call, they would have lost that one as well. Uh, the only game that they really blown out was Jacksonville, which good for you guys. Uh, but I don't know if they're the best 3-4 and four team in the NFL, but they are a good 3-4 and four team. Because you still got to look at the mm-hmm. Bengals, you still got to look at the Ravens. I think, that, I think they're definitely in consideration there too. I don't know, I think the Chargers have played. The Chargers are a few bad bounces away from being better than 3-4, and four, and that's why I, I think put them as the best 3-4 and four team in the NFL. The, whereas the Bengals... They the games that they lost they lost. I mean the Patriot game. You're also not a t- chance you're they also lost playing game. Tom Brady though. Yeah, I so, mean I mean the I'll Cowboys, the Patriots, pass. the Steelers. 
they lost those games. There was no way. And even the Broncos, they looked pitiful against yeah. the Broncos. Yeah, I, I, okay. I mean, that's that's fair. But also, with the Chargers, they're a choke job. You, you should yeah. have beat the, the the Chiefs. You were up by so many mm-hmm. points, and then the, the Chiefs come back. You lost to the Saints, which is a bad in their own right, but also you were up by, what, 14 points uh, going into the fourth quarter? Mm-hmm. Indianapolis was a bad loss as well. Oakland wasn't a terrible loss, but still. I mean, I think I think there can definitely be a discussion on, on who is the best 3-4 and four team, but I honestly think I might have to give it to the AFC East after talking about this because, yes, they have a positive point differential. But you, you mean look, the NFC East? The NFC East. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm messing them up now. We're going inter-divisional, inter- but uh, mm-hmm. NFC East, I mean, looking at this, Dallas Cowboys look great. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles, they look great against your Vikings. I know I know, they haven't looked great totally around mm-hmm. the season because the, the, their two losses were pretty bad losses, but also they, they destroyed the Steelers, which looked great there. The Redskins have been up and down. They, they were on that, that winning streak and then blowing the lead to the Lions. And the Giants haven't looked fantastic, but they've still won four, th- four games. I would honestly can make the argument that the Chargers are better than the Giants, but still, I think, I think that... I'm torn. I'm torn, Ricky. I'm going to go with the AFC West. And the right. reason why is I'm going to start with the third team, the Chiefs. They're, since Andy Reid's come over, they're a, I'm going to call them a powerhouse. And when I say that, regular season powerhouse, they're going to be a playoff team each and every year. You don't have to worry about them making the playoffs. It's when they get to the playoffs. Are they going to win? Are they going to lose? Are, are they going to go run anywhere? Into Tom Brady? Are they going to run into Tom Brady? Exactly. Yeah. The Broncos? I'll be honest. I had you guys at four wins. You guys are at five and two. Yeah, you're wrong. I, well, duh, I'm wrong. Usually I am 90% of the time. But the thing that is most impressive about the Broncos is, yes, we know their defense is good, but even with a quarterback situation that is not ideal. and I'm I, When I, he's I, healthy, da, 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 he's da, da, good. Da, da. I don't want you Just to. Saying. This Just isn't saying. going to be a discussion okay. about is Trevor Simeon a good or a bad quarterback. I'm just saying their quarterback situation is not ideal. They have Trevor Simeon, who on most teams isn't a starting quarterback. They have Paxton Lynch, who on most teams is not Dak Prescott and is not starting as a rookie, or isn't Carson Wentz, is not starting as a rookie. And they're still plus 50 in the uh, point differential. They're 5-2 and two on the season with... One of those losses being to the Chargers, which was a close game on Thursday night. Then you have the Raiders, who have kind of, not me, because I had them as a playoff team, and I have them as my AFC championship loser to the New England Patriots in my uh, preseason predictions. But they're a team that has looked good. And the thing with the Raiders, that it's funny how the Raiders and the Chargers have kind of had two different stories this season where the Chargers have lost close games. The Raiders, on the other hand, have been on the other side of Lady Luck. They have won close games like the Saint game. The Titan game was close. The Raven game came down to a one-point game. The only team that they blew out, just like the Chargers, was the Jaguars 33-16. to This is a team where... This is a team and a division that I think is stacked top to bottom where your only blemish is the Chargers, and the Chargers ain't that bad of a blemish. The Oak? No, for the Raiders? What? Who's, what's, what's the blemish? The blemish is the Chargers. For the Raiders? For the division. Oh, for the division. For the division, division the I gotcha. Chargers are your blemish, you're saying, and they're not a bad blemish. I gotcha. Uh, I, would, I think that's a pretty decent argument there. I think the only thing the a- a- NFC East has that the a- AFC doesn't is that every single team 
is above 500. Mm-hmm. And, and the one thing that I, I would say for there is the Cowboys look very good. And, and the Cowboys are probably probably the leader of the pack there. Philadelphia, they've looked good when they're at home, and they've looked good in certain games. Mm-hmm. And in certain games, they've also looked bad. The Lions game was close, and that was a that, that came down to a Carson Wentz uh, interception that really turned, turned that game towards the Lions totally. The Redskins, I'm not fully sold on yet. I think that they're they could be an eight and eight team for sure. Mm-hmm. Same with the Giants. There, I think that the Chargers. It's really about where they'll finish, and I think that the AFC AFC West has more threats to win the Super Bowl, and that's what I'll say. I think the Broncos, Raiders, and Chiefs all have a chance to make it to the Super Bowl. Where if I look at the NFC East, I would say the Cowboys are really the only ones that have a shot at the Super Bowl. I've been flipping back and forth, going from the AFC West and the NFC East. So I think I think I'll set set fully on AFC West. You know, it also kind of na- puts the nail in the coffin for me hmm. for this kind of discussion. Look at the playoff races. Two, and I know that the NFC is different than the AFC, whereas the sixth team in the NFC is at four and two. AFC is four and three, or four and two also. So, boom, they're at the same boom. record. Never mind. You look at that, you've got Dallas and Eagles are the only ones from the NFC East. You have the Raiders, Broncos, and Chiefs right now all solidified as playoff teams and at yeah but then you could say the Chargers are sitting at 13 in the AFC right now and where the Giants man, in Washington you, are at 8 and 9 could you like i i wish we could have four teams because if we could have four teams like the Texans you don't get to go and we'll just put the Chargers in so it's all four teams i think that could yeah, happen yeah but i mean the Chargers are like technically standing wise they're not in in any position to be in the playoffs they're, well, I mean, they're, they're behind the Bills, the Ravens, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Colts, it, the Titans. The reason why they're so low is there's a ton of teams at three and four. There's a shit ton of teams. There are the Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, and they're and below Colts, all of them. Titans. And they're below they're all, all of them. Three and four. Well, that's because of tie breaking. I know, but scenarios. they're still below all of them. But the one thing that I will say is for my preseason prediction, you know how I said the NFC North was going to have three playoff teams? Technically, I'm not wrong yet because the Lions are knocking at the door as that seventh team right now in the playoff standings, I should have said the AFC West was going to have three playoff teams. You should have. I should have said that, but I was not high on the Broncos. I was extremely high on the Raiders, and I thought the Chiefs were just going to be a wild card team. I think the Chargers have six more winnable games, like easily that they should win. And that's and that's the mm-hmm. that's the Tennessee Titans, the Miami Dolphins, the Houston Texans, Tampa Bay Bucks. Even though that Houston game's at at, at Houston, I think mm-hmm. that, that's still a winnable game. That's four right there. You're playing Carolina, and you're also playing Cleveland, and then the other three that you, you're playing are divisional games, and that's why I think it's it's tough. I think the the Chargers could go ten and six. They could go nine and seven. I think they could be. Decent enough for a playoff shot. Yeah, and I mean, I just picked the Raiders because they're at the top. And I mean, besides the divisional games, I mean, they do play one, two, three. I think they have four more divisional games, two against the Broncos and then Chiefs and Chargers each. But I mean, Texans not good. Panthers not good. Bills are kind of tough, but the Colts are not good. So, I mean, I, I think the division overall, the scheduling for the AFC West has helped them. I can say for sure that the AFC West will have two playoff teams. And I think that's going to be the Raiders and Broncos. Where they're going to be paired up, I don't know. Wow, you don't think the Chiefs are going to stay in? For sure, I said for oh, sure. Okay. I, said, I think the, the Chiefs are a fringe team, but I think if I'm going to make bets, I'll take the Chiefs making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at the a- NFC East, who I've been comparing the whole time, Cowboys are for sure locked, but the Eagles are so close to falling out. And I think, I think the, the only... I'm saying the AFC West is better. I think that they'll have... Three playoff teams in in the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Broncos, where the NFC East will have two in the Eagles and Cowboys. 
You know, so what I'll, I'll say that the AFC West is the best division. Not just because it was my uh, prediction in the preseason, but man, would I love to see the Raiders and the Patriots one two. They meet in that AFC title game after winning one game, and we get a Tuck Rule rematch. Yeah, I would love it too because you get just the Tuck. Let's, just let's have it snow well, well, in Foxborough yeah, that weekend. Yeah, too. the Tuck Tuck Rule rematch, <laughs> even though it's yeah. Yeah, the Tuck Rule rematch. Even yeah, I keep wanting to say that's in Oakland, but Oakland would never snow like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you get the Tuck Rule rematch. You get Tom Brady in his what seventh straight mm-hmm. AFC Championship game, something stupid like that. You get I I'm, I'm yeah. I put the put the Patriots in, in the AFC Championship game. I like your prediction. And the Cardinals will be nowhere near the Super Bowl because they got the kiss of death. So. Uh, the world works here at MVP, but this is where you guys let us know down below. What do you guys think? Is the AFC the best division in the NFL? Are you with Sean, though? There could be a division like the NFC East that kind of gives it a run for its money, but we're going to move on into our next topic. Of We're going to look at some MVP frontrunners, and uh, Sean, because you love talking about the guy, and uh, I, I kind of think if Giselle broke up with him, you would Never gonna fight happen. to Never marry. Gonna you would Never gonna fight happen. to marry Tom Brady. I would and marry I think him. that he wouldn't have a choice. I think that you would. I could see you getting into an argument with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck about who loves Tom Brady more. But speaking of Tom Brady, is he the front runner for the MVP right now? It would be six straight uh, AFC Conference Championships. Okay. Just you, just throwing that. You out Tony reality yourself. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, well, I know I was right. I'm just just fact checking. Okay, I thought uh, you said seven. 2011, they made it. Then 2012, they made mm-hmm. it. Then 2013, they made it. 2014, they made it. 2015, they made it. And that's all because of Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been stupid good, Ricky, since he came back. And I'm saying stupid good. Looking at the three games that he's played. 1,004 passing yards, eight touchdowns, no interception. This is 2010-esque. This is this is Tom Brady throwing for 3,000 yards, but he doesn't have 36 touchdowns, and, and four. He didn't have Randy Moss that year. I thought he did. Oh, I'm 2010. thinking of 2008. 2010 when he was the— 2008 he had Randy Moss. 2007. Well, 2007 Super Bowl. Is what yeah, I'm 2008 yeah. is when he the tore, David Tyree Super Bowl. Yeah, the, thinking, yeah, but then 2008 was also when he broke his leg or yeah. tore his. Not tore thinking his leg of the shreds. Super Bowl year, not the season year, but go on. I'm talking 2010 when he was the unanimous MVP. Yeah, uh, I think it was the first ever uh, NFL unanimous unanimous MVP. 2010 where he had 65 percent completion, 3,900 yards, 36 touchdowns, four interceptions. Looking at this right now, he's currently. On the, I don't think he's going to be able to keep this up, but currently he's on the pace for mm-hmm. the best completion percentage of his career. I don't think he'll be able to get to the yardage or, or touchdowns, but he, he also might have a shot at at least amount of interceptions he's thrown. Least was four in that year. And obviously it's going to be a little bit different because he's not going to be playing a full 16 games like he did. But still, if this team goes undefeated with Tom Brady as their quarterback, mm-hmm. it's going to be so hard to argue with that because, yes, people might be having higher stats and people might be, be uh, showing that, you know, People, you know, people like Matt Ryan might be having historic careers, or Ezekiel Elliott might be having historic seasons. But Tom Brady will still be the most valuable player to his team because he took them from a team that was like, oh, well, can they beat this team with Jimmy Garoppolo and throwing this? In the, and you obviously see this vast improvement uh, when, when Tom Brady steps in. Tom Brady has been stupid good. If he keeps on this pace, it's going to be so hard not to give him give him what he's give him what he's done. Well, much. and this is something that I think we all could have predicted. I know I. I didn't expect him to be this good, but I did think that Tom Brady was Did you gonna... not expect him to be this good? No, I did. I, I expect him come to on. come play pissed off after being suspended for four it's not games. not being pissed off. He's just this damn good. But he, it looks like he's stepping it up just a little no. bit. 
This is the thing about Tom Brady, and this is the thing I've been trying to tell you, even when you brought up this ridiculous thing mm-hmm. where Jimmy Garoppolo should be the starting quarterback of the Patriots in 2018. No, he shouldn't. Tom Brady, his play, does. he's not like Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning had a serious injury, and that's why he, he digressed so much. Tom Brady has not had that since 2008, and that injury really hasn't affected his throwing mechanics, where Peyton Manning's throwing mechanics were totally affected by well, his yeah, neck I mean, injury. A neck and a, what was it, the ACL yeah. did he hit? Yeah, it was his it was the ACL. So the thing with with Brady is that his play style will live up, and he's still growing as a player, mm-hmm. which, which is phenomenal. So I, I think it's so hard to say that Tom Brady will not be be in the running for for MVP. He's my favorite right now just from what he's doing. And if he keeps up on this pace, it's going to be so hard to give it to him. But obviously there's other people in discussion. Well, and I was, I'm was i bringing up some names. I've been looking at other names. that These are guys that I think right now we can agree Tom Brady – um, usually, Tom Brady's the front runner as of right now. Well, usually I look at best team, mm-hmm. who's the best player on that team. Right now, Patriots are the best team, in in my opinion, in the league. Because, well, I mean, record-wise and power-ranking-wise, Patriots are still the best team, in my eyes, in the league. And I, I will say best team, best player, Tom Brady. Well, the only thing that I kind of like do the uh, with that is if somebody's on a team oh, yeah, and they're yeah. not and they're not a quarterback— but they're having like a phenomenal no, record-breaking season, and the wins losses isn't because of them. No, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I'm just saying, usually, if we're looking at history, all right, usually a person on one of the best teams in the NFL is going to win because of the season that they're having, because they're the most mm-hmm. valuable player on one of the best teams. That, that's usually what happens. I mean, that's just usually what happens because usually the best player is leading their teams. Not saying it's going to be for sure, because you know, a guy that's kind of. I would say that's kind of you know in, you in that bring up the guy that I'm going to bring up in that outlier. It's Julio Jones. Oh, I wasn't going to bring him up at all. I would say Julio Jones just from the season that he's having because Matt Ryan's definitely in in, in that discussion just from how dominant he's been. Uh, even though I was going to bring up a gone. completely different. I know guy. Who you're bringing up I'll who? Who am I bringing Matt up? Matt Stafford. No, Ezekiel Elliott. I was going to bring him up too. The reason why I wanted I have, to bring him up, up was you look at his stats right now. About seven, what was it, 703 yards Mm -hmm. through six games. If you just do the basic math on that and you, let's just do that. Divide 703 by six games. That means on average he's averaging just over 117 yards per game. Times that by 16. He is on pace. He's on pace to break Eric Dickerson's record or very close He's to not going to come close to that. Eric Dickerson was no, no. 2100. Rookie record. The rookie record. I'm talking rookie the, record. I'm talking the all-time leader. I'm saying That's what record. I'm looking no, at. No, the rookie record. So, 18 1874.6 repeating is what he's on pace for. That would put him I'm not even looking at just the rookies. I'm putting that as all-time just a single season rushing record. That would put him just what? 6 yards Behind 11th on that list, Sean Alexander, almost said Sean Anderson, Sean Alexander in 2005 had 1,880. That is insane. Eric Dickerson's rookie rookie. record was 390 carries, 1,808 rushing yards, 18 rushing touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, Eric Dickerson currently holds the record. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the two guys that I weren't, the the three guys, I'm sorry, that I had that weren't quarterbacks around there was one was Zeke, Mm -hmm. just because of what what he's been doing. The other guy was Julio Jones. Obviously, as I mentioned him, he's been historic. I mean, the reason why Matt Stafford has so many passing yards is because of Julio Jones. The other guy was A.J. Green, just because A.J. Green is kind of. Matt Ryan, not Matt Stafford. Yeah, Matt Ryan, I'm sorry. That's the other quarterback I have. Well, you were thinking Calvin Johnson. 
Yeah, he's, well, not, who, he's not in the league anymore. And then I had Julio Jones and A.J. Green just because mm-hmm. both of them have been so dominant and so important to their team. See, but here's the thing with A.J. Green. And, and like, A.J. Green and Julio Jones, like, I feel like they're at the biggest disadvantage because I feel like the front runners, based on what position they play, Stafford, Ryan, and Brady, just because the quarterback position and what it means to the NFL. I would say Zeke over NFL. Ryan. I would say Zeke over Ryan. So I would say Brady, Stafford, Zeke. Well, the thing that Zeke does is he's that second where running back can be so important. However, the thing that, I mean, the thing that with Zeke that makes him where he can go above someone is because he's having such a almost rec- like rookie record-breaking season, but if he picks it up just a little bit... And if the Cowboys could, stay where they he are, He could too. be in a discussion for top 10 best single-season rushing of anybody, not just rookies, of anybody. He's just got to pick up the pace by a little bit more, and he can get into the top 10. Well, that's, that's something he's been doing, too. I mean, if you look at... If you, if you take out the first two games mm-hmm. and then take that average, I think he's averaging over, like, 115 yards rushing per mm-hmm. game. Because uh, he had a bad game against the Giants to start off his career, 20 carries for 51 yards. But then other than that, I think most of those games have still been impressive. I think his lowest out of those games was 83 yards in the second in the second week. So Zeke Zeke is Zeke is up there just because of what he's doing historically. So I would say Brady Stafford Zeke for me because Stafford's having one of the, his best seasons. That's without Calvin, Calvin Johnson. He's leading his team to victories. Mm-hmm. So a team like the Lions that were you know pegged by most people at eight and eight, nine and seven. If he gets into the playoffs at like ten and six, eleven and five, Lions are definitely Matt Stafford's definitely gonna be in. in and especially in he's equation. he's doing it without a guy and like without this, a guy like this is the thing where Julio it Jones, makes yeah. like Tom Brady excel like he excels the quarterback position he transcends it. But the thing that I'm gonna say Brady and Stafford have in common is yes Brady has a Gronk or Brady has an Edelman, but let's be honest neither of these guys have that one wide receiver where it's like he's the best wide receiver in the league, that's who he's got to go to, like when Brady had a Randy Moss. I know that Gronk is the guy he can lean on, and basically Gronk could be that guy, so then you could say Stafford's the true guy who doesn't have that. I would I would say that Stafford is the guy that doesn't have a, a guy like that. Marvin Jones has been great, Golden Tate has been good recently, but I would say Brady likes Gronk the is the greatest around. tight end of all time. No, he is. And it, so, I, it's the Patriots have weapons, but the thing I like most about Tom Brady, and this has been throughout his career, he'll spread the ball out. If Gronk ain't open a game, he's not going to force feed it to Gronk. No, he's, he's going to feed it to the guys who are open. But still, Gronk is no, I know Gronk, Gronk is still open all the time, <laughs> even when he's not. Even when he's not. So that's the thing. Like it's it's I I know where you're going from, and I totally understand. But I, I think it's. I would say that Steph, Tom Brady makes everyone else better too. Yeah, but I would I would say on a, like for sure Stafford by far is the guy that doesn't have that go to guy mm-hmm. where it's where he's one of the best at his position. Marvin Jones has been great. Golden Tate has been good recently, but you know Gronk's still the best tight end. Edelman's one of the best possession receivers. So I think it's difficult to say that. I'm going to bring up one guy before I ask one last question, and this is a guy who maybe not MVP is kind of like. The odd man out here, but in fantasy, this guy has been uh, pretty dang good. But uh, David Johnson, 681 nope. yards right now. Do you see a situation where maybe if Zeke falls back out of at least those two where we flip it and it's we're talking David Johnson in the discussion instead of Zeke? See, the thing the thing that it's so hard with guys like A.J. Green or guys at the running back position mm-hmm. or 
wide receiver position is because you got to break records. You have to break records or your team has to be really good and they have to be good because of you. So the Cardinals at the position they currently in are in, I don't see like, yeah, they're there because of David Johnson. Like I, David mm-hmm. Johnson's the lone bright spot, but I yeah. don't think that means MVP. I think that he's having a fantastic season. Don't get me wrong here. But, you know, with, with a guy like Zeke, he's on a team that's five and one and he's, you know, he's close to breaking the rookie record and he's, there's so much hype going into him. That's why he's being discussed here with Julio Jones. You know, his team started off really hot. They've been bad in the past two weeks or well, one week they've been bad because they that lead to the Chargers, and then obviously now with the the week before with the the possible Richard Sherman armbar pass mm-hmm. interference that wasn't called. Um, I th- but, but what we're trying to say is it's so hard for those guys to win it. I don't think that if Dave Johnson's not in the discussion now, I don't think he will be at week seventeen, past week seventeen. Let's put it this way: the last, let's say, I'm going to go back to two thousand and four. Since two thousand and four, we've only had three players not a quarterback, win the award of MVP. They've all been running backs. Do you want to try to guess the three, or do you want AP a, in that year? one. AP in that year that he almost won. 2012, that's when uh, he came back and broke, almost broke the record. And then the other two were back-to-back oh, oh, back oh. in 05-06. 05-06. Uh, Ray Lewis? Nope. Ray Lewis really? is a linebacker. Oh, running backs. Running, running backs. backs. Sorry. Uh, Sean Alexander. 05, yep. Sean Alexander, who was 06. Was that what LT broke the record? That is LT. Boom. So look at what you have to do to try to even get into. And that 05 season, so good, guys. that 05 season, that was the 1800 or almost 1900 rushing season that I mentioned for Sean Alexander earlier in this segment. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. That's what you have to do to outbeat a quarterback if you're not a quarterback. Yeah. I think, I just think that it's, 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 it, it, looking at the, the, the history of it too, it's just so hard to, to win as someone who's not a quarterback. And I'm That's why re- Peyton Manning won five. And I'm really quickly right now, I'm curious, the last wide receiver to win the MVP, zero. And a wide receiver has never won the MVP, unless we go to like the Pro Football Writers Association where Jerry Rice won it in 87. Yeah, I think I think the only person that would ever come close was Calvin in his year that he almost break, mm-hmm. broke Jer- Jerry's record, so yeah. But uh, this is where you guys come in. Let us know who your front runner is. Actually, before we do that, I'm going to ask you, Sean, besides Tom Brady, Tom Brady, we're going to put him as the front runner. Besides him, who's number two right now? Uh, didn't I say Stafford? No, Did I you? said Zeke. I said Zeke. Zeke. I'm going to say Zeke as well. I thought you were going to go with Stafford, but yeah, I'm going to say Zeke as well. But it's now, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to win it by the end of the year. Yeah. Now this is where you guys come in. Let us know down below who's your front runner. What do you guys think of the conversation? Who could be an MVP candidate or MVP challenger as we get to the end of the season? Don't know if you know if I'm a Tom Brady fan, though. No, you are a huge Tom Brady Didn't fan. Didn't know if that was widely known throughout. Huge Tom Brady fan. But let us know down in the description. We're going to move on to our last uh, topic and this one is kind of, uh, I was thinking, okay, what could we talk about and yesterday when I was watching PTI after getting home? It was late. I had it DVR'd. I got home from uh, recording the primetime podcast, watch uh, Tony and Wilbon, and they had the discussion of, is it time for Jared Goff to start? And that's what we're going to talk about here, Sean. Is it time? Should Jared Goff be named the starter now for the Los Angeles Rams? Uh, this is difficult because uh, I, I've been saying for a long time uh, that the Los Angeles Rams are not a good team. And I'll also be saying, even though they're 3-4, and four, the only reason they were winning those games was because of turnover differential. But what I'm trying to say is that 
I think that the team that he's currently on, Case Keenum is a terrible quarterback, and I will stand by that. I don't think it is because why well, throw him into a fire where you know this team's going to be bad. This team doesn't have an offensive line. This team doesn't have a rushing game because there is no offensive line. They don't mm-hmm. have weapons. Why throw him in there? Just let him learn. I think because Tom again, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. Tom Brady had time to grow and develop. Aaron Rodgers had time to grow and develop. I think that I think that he should kind of watch a little bit. Why? I don't think there should be that much of a rush because it's not like this Los Angeles team, this Rams team is like a make or break. This team was bad. This team's still bad. I don't think there's any reason to rush him in. I think it's kind of the the thing. Well, well you got to see what you have in him, but also mm-hmm. you're not going to see much from him because there's not that much of a team around him. And and I know some people will say, well, great quarterbacks will 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 change that. Great quarterbacks will 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 affect that. But I, I don't think that this team is 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 in the position where Jared Goff will change that much. You don't have a, a wide receiver threat. You don't have you have Todd Gurley, but you don't have an offensive line to to open holes for Todd Gurley. You don't have a, a an offensive line to protect Jared Goff. I think it would be kind of not pointless, but I think it would be very stupid to do it because that because you you're not going to see that much from because there's not that much of a team around him. well the thing that i'm looking at is part of me wants to say no don't have him start but that is a selfish reason on my part because when me and mark did the bold predictions for this season one of my bold predictions is, is that jared goff would not play a single game this season for the L.A. Rams and that he would sit all 16 of their games because, let's be honest, no one had them in the playoffs in the preseason. And part of me goes, yeah, you know what? Case Keenum sucks. But do you guys really— He's the worst quarterback Do you really need to do that well this season? And right now, it's a tricky situation for the Rams because there are right now eight, seven teams. They'd be the eighth pick at best. Well, best being the highest pick. There are seven teams basically worse than them. And the best possible pick, lowest pick that they could get is the eighth overall pick as of right now. Obviously, that can change by the time we get to the end of the year. But part of me goes, well, if you've got Goff and you think he's the guy, why not kind of let Chase Keen- or Case Keenum, Chase Keenum be the guy that where it's like, okay, we're just going to let you do it see what you can do, and then if we end up with a top-ten pick, we end up with a top-ten pick to where we can, oh, wait, that's right. You know what I'm forgetting? It's the Titans pick. Never mind. Forget I, that. Start Jared Goff. See, I still, no. I, I, <laughs> you're, you're throwing him into to a, I, I think, I don't agree with Jeff Fisher much, but what Jeff Fisher said was, I'll make changes at the receiver before I make changes mm-hmm. at the QB. There's no one to throw to. Case Keenum's terrible he's going to be terrible whether no matter who's throwing who he's throwing to but he also doesn't have a receiver he doesn't have a reliable back to to hand it off to because Todd Gurley doesn't have a line I I think there's no reason to throw Jerry Goff out there because you're with with a garbage run game a garbage line and a garbage receiving core it's he's gonna probably play like garbage if he does that and that's straight from Reddit and I agree with it it's just he's he's gonna be He's going to be playing like garbage, and it's not like he's going to be making rookie mistakes. He's going to be just playing like garbage, just mm-hmm. because that team is garbage. I, I, I think there's no point, and I think I think you throw the team that you have out there just to get them experience, and you save Jared Goff from possible injury because he's going to get sacked a lot. And when I said start Jared Goff, that was obviously a joke. But the thing that does hurt the Rams is you don't have a pick this year. You gave it to the Tennessee Titans. Because you don't have, like, you, you wanted to get golf, you had to give that pick away. 
So you're not going to get guys like Juju Smith from USC. You're not going to get guys like Mike Williams. But I look at right now some of the wide receivers that we could have, and I know you're— They need an offensive line before they need a receiver. But a wide receiver wouldn't hurt. Hey, Alshon Jeffrey's a free agent, most likely. Do you really think he'd go play for the Rams? They gave him enough money. You think he'd go play for the Rams? I think he'd go anywhere for enough money. Yeah, I don't think he's going to. I think he's. I think he'd I think go anywhere for enough go money. He's going to go to a contender before uh, he goes and shoots up. Just saying, I think he'd go anywhere LA. for the money. Yeah, well, that like could, most people, that that could be it. But I think winning, especially when you're on a team that's only won one game this season, kind of has it. But even if we're going to go offensive tackle in the second round, when you, if you have that pick available to you because you don't have the first one. The best guy right now, and obviously this will all change, but according to CBS's um, draft boards, the best one you might be getting is a Roderick Johnson if he falls, but probably a Mike McGlinchley from uh, Notre Dame. That's the top one you're going to get. And right now, a guy from Notre Dame, do you really want him with how that team has played? Okay. Hey, hold on, hold on. Why, now we're, why are we throwing shots in Notre Dame here? Apparently, uh, it's a joke at apparently Brian Kelly when he blamed the offensive line for that loss at uh, Brian Kelly NC. should be blamed for the loss here. Oh, I know, I know. We, we, me and What's Brandon up with these unwarranted shots for Notre Dame? <laughs> I'm not giving shots at Notre Dame. You just gave a shot at Notre Dame? Yeah, I don't like Notre Dame. That's how I it don't is. like you. No, How's you, Illinois doing? You love me. I, oh, Notre Dame sucks. And I, How's I, Illinois doing? I mean, How's Illinois, Illinois, Illinois sucks. How's Illinois been doing for the past, I don't know, the whole program of their existence. They made it yeah. to the Rose Bowl once. Congratulations. Yeah, I know. Wow. How's that Rose Bowl birth been? How's that USC beatdown f- felt? Yeah, it's not, it's not that yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Point is, Jared Goff should not good. be starting because he's going to be on a bad no. team. He's going to look bad. But the thing with the Rams getting it back to them, I don't know if this team has A, a direction, and B, I don't know if if Jeff Fisher's the guy. He's not. To get them in he's a direction not. to have Goff succeed even when he gets in. He's not. He's not. Jeff Fisher's not a good coach. There's a reason he, I think he's close to having the most losses in NFL history, and it's not because he's been around for a long time. It's just because he's a bad coach. He's not close on the win win list either. Jeff Fisher's not a good head coach, and I think they have a, a fairly decent direction, especially when you have a guy like Aaron Donald, when you have a guy like Todd Gurley, you have a guy like Jared Goff who you can build around. It's really you need to bring in offensive line help. You need to bring wide receiver help in, and I think that defense is fine where it's at. I think you just need to focusly, focus mainly on on offensive line help and, and wide receiver help, and hey, Joe Thomas is apparently out there for a second-round pick. I don't think that's a bad trade. Really? Because uh, last thing I heard, and last things changed, Hugh Jackson said they're not interested in trading okay, Joe Thomas. Okay, Joe Thomas, like, a week ago said, like, he's not interested in moving. I and mean, the report comes out that they're trading for a second-round pick. And now, I'm just saying, if that was out there, mm-hmm. I think the Rams should have taken it. Just saying. Hey, just saying. anything at this point could help the Rams. But the one question, the last question I have that I want to ask you about Jared Goff is, do we see Goff kind of have a similar project not projectory that's not the word i'm looking for that's a, a made similar up word. a similar trend or a similar track that we saw with the last cal quarterback that we saw in the same situation except he was sitting behind somebody who was one of the greatest all time yeah. great for quarterbacks do we see jared goff maybe have the same kind of success that aaron rodgers had where okay success? i said well I, not like winning a Super Bowl, but like I sat for a few years, and then when he starts, 
He's a quality quarter. I'm just going to go with quality quarterback for the Rams. Oh, yeah, I think he could be a quality quarterback. I said he was going to be better than Carson Wentz. I think that Jared Goff's a good quarterback. I think that he just wouldn't be a good quarterback if he was put into the situation with the Rams are currently in. I think I think that Jared Goff, I mean, we haven't seen what Jared Goff can do. So, I mean, definitely, there's definitely the chance that he can be a quality quarterback. There's a quality chance he can be a good quarterback. We just haven't seen him. If you were Jeff Fisher, I'm putting you in the pocket of Jeff Fisher, in the shoes of Jeff Fisher. All right, so I'm going eight and eight. If you were at the end of the season, you're not going to make the playoffs, you've got a few games left, do you give in to the fans and say, you know what, let's see what the kid can do, or do you stick by your guns and say, no, he ain't playing this year? I would say leave it, because uh, you, you saw him rush Vince Young into the same situation as well. He he ran Vince Young early into his career when Vince Young was not ready to be a quarterback, and Vince Young obviously did not work out well. And that was mainly because Vince Young was shaken and battered by a bad team around him. So I think I think that he's kind of learned from that, and I think he's going to either leave Goff into a situation where all right, there's an injury he needs to play because mm-hmm. he's the only damn quarterback we have. I think that's really the only way that Jared Goff starts. I think that I'm going to lean towards no, mainly because I want my bold prediction to be correct, but also... I think that if you get to a point where you're out for sure and maybe it's the last three games of the year and fans are getting tired of uh, to of looking at Case Keenum, what's a good way to sell some tickets, especially for at some final home games? Throw Jared Goff out there. You get to see the number one pick. You get a boost in ticket sales in, that, in the stadium at USC for the Rams. But really, overall, I would, wouldn't be surprised, and I would actually not be against if they sat Jared Goff the rest of the year. But before I close this thing out, do we, did we miss anything with the Jared Goff discussion? Jared Goff, no. We didn't miss anything with Jared Goff. <laughs> Sean's like, could we quickly get off this? He's a quarterback that shouldn't play this year. Jeff Fisher's a bad coach, but he's making the right decision here. <laughs> but that's going to do it for the onside kick this week. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you, Sean, for uh Stepping in for Mark this week. Thanks for having me on. Mark, come back soon. You know what? You are always welcome to the onside kick whenever you want to talk a little football. I know you're big basketball with the fast break, but you're welcome to talk football I, with us all the I time. I will probably come back on and say talk about Tom Brady a lot more. Well, yeah. That's all, Sean. If you guys ever need to a Tom Brady about. expert, you know a guy. No, I, I do know a guy. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, but you're, you're a close Both third. beautiful guys. Both beautiful. <laughs> but thank you guys for checking out the Onside Kick this week. Go down below, hit me and Sean up both on Twitter and check out Most Valuable Podcast at MostValuablePod.com. Also, check out our Patreon page. You'll love this podcast. You're like, hey, guys, why isn't it in a video podcast on YouTube? Go check out that Patreon page, Patreon.com backslash Most Valuable Podcast. Just an extra way for you guys to support the channel other than hitting the like and subscribe button. I want to thank you guys one last time for checking out this podcast because we really do appreciate it. But as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.